Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So a lot of time we're speaking about NFTs and Web3, the thing that overshadows a lot of the conversation happens to be the money that could be made. However, I definitely want to highlight the communities. And I know that is a buzzword as far as all these projects and different things being launched. And I love to say community, it's all about the people and lag me and so forth. However, today I'm actually going to highlight some of the most amazing aspects of Web3 Many times I have said that I am not the biggest fan of Discord, so I'm not even going to really speak much about Discord, so I'll just get that out of the way right out the back. And I can always say that any kind of live events, whether it be the talent shows that are happening in 90s Babes Discord, or the uh, games that they're playing, Trivia Nights, or even um, watching uh, live painting and graphics creation in this uh, new project that is actually, uh, I've been spending some time into. I think there's probably like 100 people in that Discord. However, just watching all of that art and everything that's going on and watching them paint live and do various digital graphics and all sorts of things live, and we can put our input into the project, I think it's just pretty awesome to be able to do that. But as I've said, love-hate relationship with Discord. The majority of the time that I think I spend within this Web3 interacting with people happens to be on Twitter. And that is something I really enjoy because for one, it is an open forum. Everyone can speak. And also, a lot of people end up in these conversations that are just way above my pay grade, if you say. Various celebrities and influencers in the space, founders of projects, huge platforms, CEOs, and various people that are doing all sorts of amazing things. And just to be able to interact with them, not just in tweets, because surprisingly, out of any social media platform, I feel that the most responsive one of them all happens to be Twitter. And even people who have huge, massive YouTube followings, you're more likely to get a response back if you tweet them something than you are by commenting or sending messages on YouTube. So that is just a interesting thing. And originally how I came on Twitter was when I was living in New York, there was a segment in the afternoon news or the evening news, I should say, where the host asked a bunch of questions. And because of that, Always seeing that every single day. That is why I ended up signing on, getting my first account. I can't even remember how long that was. I think it was about 10 years ago. However, it definitely was just to respond to a news anchor. So Twitter from day one has always been one of those platforms where you just had so much access to people. I remember even watching this amazing movie on Amazon Prime when like it first came out and they were just promoting their new content. And I found the director. It was one of those like independent type of films, not like a huge Transformers or Marvel film type of blockbuster. It was a very small budget film, but the story was just absolutely amazing. And I tweeted and sent out my appreciation of the film in the day of big blockbusters and, and huge explosions and everything. It was just a great story. And much to my surprise, I got a response back from the director. asked, how did I see the film? Where did I find out about it? It really meant a lot. And I was like, wow, this is a pretty cool platform. However, it really wasn't until I came into the Web3 space that I really dove into it. And just being able to interact with so many people, I think this is, for one, the best place to get quote-unquote alpha, as they say. Although, once it goes out on Twitter, there's no more alpha. Everyone knows about it. It is a public forum. But also, to interact with people, ask questions, get a great feel of project founders to see, is this going to be a rug pull? Because it is very hard to 
spend time with someone in a Twitter space and speak to them and really answer questions and educate them and do all sorts of things and then still pull one over on them. Don't get me wrong, people still do it. However, if you expose yourself up to people that much, it gives them a better feel of who you are, what you're really about, and it gives you a a chance to really see what someone's true colors are because generally speaking, Someone is not going to keep up a facade for very long. So if you're in a lot of spaces with people, seeing how they're interacting, especially when they get hard questions, see how they react on their toes, all of the different things, you can get a really good feel of a project founder and Pretty much every single NFT that I have purchased or minted, well, over on Ethereum for sure. Definitely on some of the other ones, I might take a little bit more chances because it's just a few dollars. But I'm not putting down any serious money into uh, any kind of project without hearing the founders on Twitter spaces or seeing them live on camera as far as YouTube or whatever it is, some uh, Instagram platform and just speaking to people and taking questions. That's the only way I'm getting my money out. Why is that? Is because I want to get a good feeling of people. But as far as the community goes now, one of the things that I've really been enjoying, not only asking the founders and uh, various leaders questions, but also interacting with the holders. I think that is one of the best ways to get a feel of a project. And I'll be honest, I own five of this project. So I just want to put that out there. Full disclosure, not bragging about it. I'm just saying, okay, I'm going to talk about this project and I'm going to let you know upfront that I own it. And of course, yes, I want to see it go up. However, that's not the reason why I'm speaking about it. The reason why I'm speaking about Chibi Labs and the Chibi Apes, the Chibi Galaxies, and now they're getting ready to do the Chibi Friends, which I'll do an episode on Chibi Friends because what they're doing over there is just absolutely ridiculous. But the community is so cool. In the the last few days or so, I've been in quite a few spaces with them and just really hanging out with them for a couple hours at a time. And the community has actually taken the initiative to start doing their own spaces. And we're interacting. And there's uh, one person in particular, her name is Erica, who has uh, been... Uh, hosting spaces pretty much every day and believe it or not like in my head it's yeah she's like basically one of the founders of the team that that's how i see her however it came up in a conversation yesterday when she was speaking about the day she bought her first chibi and i was like wait a minute i was in that space i remember her and i was like oh my gosh i can't believe that was her that came up on the stage and was asking about the pink chibis and she ended up buying it because in my mind eric has always been a part of the community and she has been a leader from day one but in this space see how time actually flies and things change and seeing how we can actually get in and we can know each other and here we go she took the initiative to start hosting those spaces and now she's like just such a pillar in the community that i can't picture a day of chibi labs before her because it seems like she was just always there Like myself, she came into this community this year. It's not like either of us came in back when the original Genesis launched. You know, we've been in the community like now for this point for a couple months. Now at this point, you know, months in this space is like years. However, it seems like she was there from day one. And there's just so many other people that in that community, even the person who uh, walked me through my first transaction on Ethereum was on that stage with me. And it was just like cool just shoot the breeze and talk about different things that the community is doing. And we're speaking about doing live events and actually meeting up. So it is very cool. So 
Although people love to use that buzzword as far as when they're launching their project to say, yes, community is very big for us and they'll put it on their white paper and have it in bold letters on the website and everything. But really, it is an underrated part of a lot of these projects because even some of them that have absolutely horrible art, it looks like I I drew it with by putting a pencil between my toes. So it's not about the art and the technology is sketchy, whatever it is, their roadmap, you know what it is. But some of them, literally the entire price is based upon that community. And there are just some amazing communities. And I'll plug a community that I'm not even in, but every interaction I've ever had with the Lazy Lion community has been just absolutely amazing. They're for educating, they're up for uplifting people. And when Lazy Lions have their own stage or whatever it might be, they host a room or they have their side project or anything for that matter, when they are up there and they're speaking about what they're doing, it's if you ever look in the audience, there are just countless lions in the place. It's wow. This community really rolls deep. And when they talk about the pride and they're helping out people and they're lifting up one, I mean, it is really not a buzzword. I've been in so many spaces with the lazy lions. And if they come and they have a guest appearance for any other project or community meeting, a collab or anything of that nature, more than any other project that I've ever seen, like their community shows up so deep to support whoever it is that is involved in it. I'm always in impressed by them. And I've spoken to, and it's not just like one or two or just like the top line holders. I'm talking about just the average holders that might only have one NFT, just anyone. Like that community is just so cool. And their Discord, again, not going back to the whole Discord thing, but is massive. I'm talking like over a hundred thousand people in their Discord, yet it's like it's not complete chaos. Like it is actually people that are interacting, getting to know each other, and they're speaking and they're bonding, and they just have a really cool system. And I can think of a lot of projects that uh, I even got into uh, fairly early, even before I came on Ethereum. For the most part, when I came into Ethereum, I was buying into the projects and the founders more than anything else. Not even necessarily the art. Don't get me wrong. I do have some art that I absolutely love. But the founders and the community is why I was willing to spend so much money on Ethereum ones. But when I was on Wax and a couple other projects, really, I got into them because of the art or the novelty of the space. And they might have made me laugh and I wanted to get into it. But once I got into the Discord or started to interact with them on Twitter, it was like, oh, man, like, what did I get myself into? The best part about this project was the quote unquote JPEG, that actual image that made me laugh or feel whatever it made me feel. And that was really where the full value of it was. And I was like really disappointed in the fact that I didn't want to be a part of that community. And it's sad to say it, but it left a bad taste in my mouth for some of those projects. I was so excited to come into that project and buy it and for whatever reason, I might have saw them on a YouTube uh, interview or something of that nature. And I said, this is so cool. I want to be a part of it. But once I was in there and started interacting with people, I was like, yeah, this is really not something I would like to be a part of. And it's a shame. However, keeping it on the positive, there are so many projects that I have just lurked around and just watched to see what they're doing. Even the Chibis, going back to them. I was following them and watching to see what they're doing for the longest time before I actually dove in. And the reason why I ended up diving in is because I had the funds. Uh, I was ready to mint my first Ethereum NFT uh, in the beginning of January. I think it was supposed to mint on the 11th because as I explained, I started off on Wax. I went to Seoul, Tezos and all other places. But the gas fees for Ethereum just scared me away. However, because it didn't mint, they ran some technical difficulties and what have you. Um, That's meta athletes, by the way. 
I uh, love that community too. They had some uh, technical difficulties, so they delayed the mint until the other day. And because of that, I had some ETH just sitting in my wallet. And ETH sitting in a wallet is like a hot coal in a canvas bag. It just burns a hole in it. And what ended up happening was I was staring at the chibis. And because of that, just hearing that community, hearing them speak and everything, before you know it, I ended up spending the money and getting into it. Now, I am five deep and absolutely loving community. I haven't sold one. However, I do have one for sale. And that is because I don't necessarily really like that one in particular. However, when I purchased it, it was just on the floor and it was really cheap. And I said, wow, this is a great deal. So I purchased it almost like a placeholder for my ETH. Because as I said, once your ETH is sitting in your MetaMask, it's like burning a hole in your pocket. So there's always great deals to be had on the floor. However, I like to say that at this point, it's like I am saving in chibis, right? Because NFTs are not fully liquid. You know, they take time to sell, especially if you're trying to get the reasonable, the market value, the price for it. Because I'm not one who's going to undercut the floor and just throw it way down just to get out of it if it's something that I truly believe in. Now, if I think the place is a dumpster fire and I want to get out, absolutely. The quickest I can get out is how I'm going to do it. And I will slash the floor in half and get out because it is better to have half of what you paid than to have it go to zero. So in that case, yes, I totally understand that. But for some of these projects, it's just because it didn't go to the moon within uh, two days. I see people right now are just completely impatient and irrational. It's pretty ridiculous. For example, one of the projects I'm in, which I think is just really awesome is uh, Crypto Tech Women, right? One of the utilities for that project is that they're building out an educational platform. I don't know what those holders <laughs> that initially minted it or got into the project think of like, how long does it take to build out a platform? Within two weeks, they're ready to like jump ship because, you know, not enough is happening. I'm like, are you serious right now? We're having spaces and we're uh, speaking and we're doing all the stuff that, you know, it's not like she just took the money and just disappeared. Like she's actually fulfilling the roadmap. It's just that the platform is being built. She actually left her day job and she's building out this project. So I'm like, okay, yeah, these people are definitely undercutting floor and just moving on to something else. But now I'm going into a completely different topic. So I think this is just a good time to land the plane there. And I absolutely thank you very much for taking this time to listen to this. And if you find any value in these episodes, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever platform that you're using to listen to this, because it does help people out when they see that the reviews, they'll give it a listen for their very first time. So as usual, I look forward to the next one. So until then, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.